on this first Sunday of Advent as we begin the new liturgical calendar. We're reminded of particularly three things. First of all, we're reminded that we're preparing for Jesus' second coming in glory. We're, we're reminded that, that Jesus is going to come as he promised. He's going to come with all his, all his angels and all the saints of God. And he's going to establish fully his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Something we pray for every time we pray at the Our Father. The Advent season also, of course, prepares us for the anniversary of Jesus' first coming. And then also it prepares us for the coming of Christ, which happens every day. Uh, namely, and most of all, the sacraments. Of course, the Holy Eucharist, as Jesus comes to us in Holy Communion at Mass. But also, he, as he comes to us through 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 our baptism, through our confirmation, in, in our prayer, and so forth. So let us, at this time, in this as we begin this Advent season, this new liturgical calendar, let us really beg the Lord that we might receive His coming with open hearts. That so often, so often He comes to us, but we're completely unaware of His presence, just like many were at the time of Jesus' first coming. God comes, and there's so many that didn't recognize His coming. Some even rejected it. In our first reading today from the prophet Isaiah, we hear Isaiah saying these words. He says, In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. What is the Lord's mountain? It's the place where the temple has been built. The temple of God, which is there, or had been there in Jerusalem, was the place where the people would travel year after year, oftentimes, well, they were called to come at least three times a year. Those that lived in Jerusalem would go to the temple regularly. The high priests would, would serve there at the temple daily. Many other of the priests, Levitical priests, other Levites would serve there. But if you have ever been to the Holy Land, you will quickly see that this mountain, as it's called in the Bible, is not higher than all of the other mountains. Yes, one had to travel upward to Jerusalem because most of the, of the area in the Holy Land is below sea level, so they would travel up to Jerusalem. But once you get to Jerusalem, there are other hills, or there are other mountains that are higher than the mountain of the Lord. So when... When Isaiah is speaking these words, he's saying it's going to happen that this place where God, God dwells, the mountain of the Lord, it's going to be raised above the hills. It's going to be established as the highest place, meaning the focal point of everyone. It's going to be the, the landmark that gives people direction. It's going to be the place that people go up to to meet the Lord because they can see where he is. They know where he dwells. But so often, our lives, our spiritual lives, what's going on within our weekly lives, it's kind of like the, 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 the plain and the, the mountain range of, of Jerusalem, that God's mountain is lower than the other hills or the other mountains. That which has the focal point in our life is many times something different. Just think back to this last week. You know, what took up your most of your time? What took up most of your thoughts? What was your life oriented around? 
oftentimes, including myself, it's it's not the it's not the Lord. He doesn't have the highest place in the heart. We're so focused about other things. We're so focused on other things. Other things that wear us out, passing stuff. We're anxious. Well, even just think back to this last week. What were you most anxious about? You probably don't even remember, actually. You know, it's just stuff that passes away. What is it that disturbs our heart the most? It's stuff that passes away. And the Lord says, put your trust in me. Put your trust in me. Raise me above all the mountains. And I will bring you peace. I will bring you strength. I will bring you joy. This Advent season reminds us of that. It reminds us to stay awake. We just heard in our gospel reading, you know, Jesus telling us to prepare for his second coming, whether that be when he comes in glory or would it be when we die. You know, he says, therefore, stay awake. And then in our second reading, this is Paul speaking to the Romans. He says, you know the time. It is the hour now for you to awake from sleep. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. To wake up. What happens is we, we sort of get this spiritual sloth. We're like, oh, you know, yeah, that whole heaven stuff, that God stuff, yeah, it's, it's probably true. But this over here, this mountain, is going to be my focal point today. This is going to be the center of my life. Which then causes us to skip our prayers, which causes us to, to, to really live out of this place in our heart which is not good. This place which, which bites others, which talks behind their back in, in negative ways, which undermines relationships rather than build, build them up. Focus on our senses, stuff that's flashing before us now, rather than what's true, than what's good. And Paul says, stay awake, stay awake. Call to mind what's actually happening. Call to mind what is true. What is good? For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is advanced and the day is at hand. Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of life. Let us conduct ourselves properly as in the day, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in promiscuity and lust, not in rivalry and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the desires of the flesh. St. Paul and a number of other passages also says that our bodies, our flesh, theologians interpret it as concupiscence. There's these disorders within us which prevent us from going towards God. That weigh us down. And we're to put off that kind of stuff. And we're to focus on, on the Lord Jesus. He who is the way, the truth, and the life. He who fills us with true joy, with true peace. Who fills us with consolation and love. Let us not settle for stuff that passes away, but for that which remains. And then the day when we die, we will be fully prepared. There were two women at the mill. One was taken and one was left. There were two men in the field. One was taken, one was left. All the people at the time of Noah, 
were taken except for Noah and his family. We could die tonight. We could die tomorrow. We could die this week. We don't know when we're going to die. We're going, our life is going to be taken. Are we going to be ready to face our Creator? He created us for Himself, but if we're not putting Him as the highest mountain, when we die, if something else is the highest mountain, what is this life even worse, worth? So let us put our good God, Jesus Christ, as the highest mountain. I want to I wanna close with this. Last Sunday I talked about, about this book by Father Mark Toops called Rejoice Advent Meditations with Joseph. Not with me, I didn't write the book. Um, it's Advent Meditations with Joseph, the husband of Mary. He, uh, Father Mark Toops, he really goes in very deeply and he brings the, what's happening in Joseph's life there in the scriptures, but he also brings scripture passages into our own life. And he, he brings up four particular things that, that allows us to build a relationship with God. The first one is this, acknowledgement. That we acknowledge what's taking place in our life. We acknowledge the good things. We acknowledge our sins. We acknowledge our anxieties, our frustrations. Everything, we acknowledge that it's taking place. We don't hide stuff going on within our hearts. And then, second, we relate that to Jesus. We talk about it to Jesus. And talking to Jesus and, and telling him what's going on within our heart, we then have opened ourselves to receive, which is the third part, to receive from God what he wants to give us. And then lastly, to respond. It takes about 15 minutes. If you did pick up one of these books last week, I think there's still a, a few left. If not, there's this one left. Um, but they're, they're excellent. It's meditations for each day of Advent. Your Christmas will be different than anything else. If you're not able to, to do this, I want to encourage you to do those four things at Mass. So during the silent times of the Mass, especially even at the end of Mass, as we're going to process out in silence, to acknowledge the Lord what's going on in your life, to relate it to Him, to then receive what He has for you, and to respond to that. Let's pray for that grace today.